Tonight, God's Word comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 8. We'll be reading the 20 verses of this chapter. Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on on you, and your feet did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest, when you have eaten and are full, and have built good houses and live in them. And when your flocks, herds and flocks multiply, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will be lifted up, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you, to do you good in the end. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, I always look forward 
to this worship service. At the close of one year, at the beginning of another, we take time to pause and to remember the faithfulness of our God. It's a time uh, to look back at what's happened in the past year. It's a time to look ahead, what we expect in the year to come. We get so busy in life with the rushing of time, we forget to mark the passing of time. And New Year's Eve, this old year's service, gives us an opportunity to do that. It's a time of transition. Time of transition, leaving one year and going into another. In the book of Deuteronomy, Israel is going through a time of transition. They have been taken out of captivity. They have gone through the wilderness, but they are not yet in the land God had promised to them. It's a time of transition for them. For them, a a geographical transition. And in that time of transition, God gives them some wonderful instructions uh, throughout the book of Deuteronomy, particularly in Deuteronomy chapter 8, the reminder that we are not to forget the Lord our God, but we are to remember, remember particularly to keep His commandments. That theme is found explicitly three different times in our text tonight. And just as it was good instruction for the people of Israel, in their time of transition. It is good instruction for us in our time of transition from one year to the next. Remembering to keep God's commandments because because of His faithfulness to us in the past, because of His care for us in the present, and because our assurity and hope for Him in the future. Tonight we look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, remembering to keep God's commandments. Verse 1, the whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord, Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. They were to remember what God had done for them for the past 40 years. They had been taken out of captivity, and yes, they would wander in the wilderness because of their sin, but God would care for them even in the wilderness. He says, I took you here that I might test your sincerity, test your devotion to me. Verse 3, he says, And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of our God. He humbled them in the wilderness. He humbled them by giving them hunger. How did the Israelites respond when they found themselves hungry in the wilderness? Their response was to say, let's go back to Egypt. Why should we die out here in the wilderness? Let's go back to Egypt. Oh, yes, we were in captivity there, but at least we had food to eat. Their man-made solution to the problem that they faced would bring them back into captivity. God had a better plan for them. Our text says, I fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. God gave them manna. 
something completely new. Now, God didn't have to do that. He didn't have to give them something completely new. God could have fed them in the wilderness with leavened bread, could have fed them with unleavened bread, could have fed them with wonder bread. He could have fed them with anything. But he gives them something completely new, which they had not known, which their fathers had not known. He gives them bread from heaven. Their man-made solution in the hunger was to go back to captivity, go back to slavery, go back to Egypt. And God says, I have something better for you, something you can't even imagine. I will feed you with bread from heaven. When we find ourselves facing trials, facing difficulties, it's so easy for us to look for man-made solutions. Let's just figure this out ourselves. We have such a sense of self-reliance. But our man-made solutions left to themselves will always fail and often bring us into greater captivity. But God's ways, God's ways are beyond our ways. When we find ourselves saying, I can't imagine how I'll get out of this, that is exactly the time to turn our eyes away from ourselves and to turn them to the Lord, who, who is beyond our understanding, who does not have captivity in mind for us, but freedom in mind for us. We are to turn to Him. That's true with our sin as well. We have our sin, and it's so easy for us to either excuse our sin, that's a man-made excuse, or ignore our sin, that's a man-made excuse. The, 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 the answer is to confess our sin. That's God's provision for us. Confess our sin and know, know the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and the washing of His blood. As, as God, once again, in Jesus Christ, sends bread from heaven, sends His Son, to wash away all of our iniquities. Our man-made ways of saving ourselves simply are insufficient. They lead us into greater captivity, but God gives something better. We look back and we see His faithfulness in our lives. We've been studying, as I said in the Heidelberg Catechism, uh, for the last couple months, the law of God. I don't know how many times I said, we study the law. Not because it releases us from our sins. We study the law as our response of gratitude. Gratitude to God's faithfulness. Gratitude to His care for us. Gratitude for the forgiveness of our sins. Remember to keep the commandments, Moses says to the people, because God is worthy of our obedience, worthy to be followed. He goes on and he says in verse 5, Know then in your heart, that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. Yes, they'd remember him in the past, but also his discipline. They did wander for 40 years in the wilderness, but they were disciplined because God loved them, because they had to learn reliance upon him. They were disciplined because God, God loved them so much he would take them through those difficult times. And so it is with us. When God disciplines us, we find ourselves under His disciplining hand. It's very easy for us to respond in anger. But God disciplines out of love. Like a father disciplines his children. We parents don't, don't discipline our kids because we don't love them. We do it because we do love them. Discipline can be painful when it's received. But its goal 
is safety. Its goal is freedom. When, our, when we see our little toddlers uh, walking up and, and reaching their hand toward a hot stove, uh, without hesitation, we will slap that hand. Now, that will hurt. But not as much as a consequence if we let them keep going. When we find God disciplining us, it's because he knows the consequences of our sin can be so damaging, so debilitating, and his discipline is a loving means of drawing us back to him. We remember God's care for us this past year. Whether it's been in times of joy or whether it's been under his disciplining hand, he has the best for us in mind. Not to put us back into captivity, but to lead us into greater freedom in Jesus Christ. Remember to keep God's commands because of the past. Moses goes on. Verse 6. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs flowing out of the hills and the valleys of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates and oil trees and honey, all these great things the Lord is bringing you to now. You're going to be entering that. God is caring for you in the present Remember, they are between the times. They are out of captivity, not yet in the promised land, but they they can see it. It's just about there. He will continue to care for them. God continues today to care for us. We can look back to the past and see his faithfulness, but right now, this day he's caring for us. Right now he's caring for us. He is the one who has released us from our sins. We have not yet tasted the glories of heaven, but right now, in this, in this time between, this time between the release from captivity and the final glory in the new land, we are still called to keep the commands of God because right now he is caring for us. Right now he's watching over us. We are to, between Jesus' first advent and his final advent, uh, keep his commandments because God has not forgotten us. It's easy to fall into two extremes when we think about the coming of God and how it affects our lives. When we think about God coming again a second time, one extreme is to focus only on God's return, uh, that it is so imminent, it is is so uh, impending that we stop living, we stop caring about anything else. God calls us in this time, between the times, there is still work to be done. We have to keep living for him, not just just looking up and waiting for him to come again. The other extreme is to say that his return is so far off, I'll serve him later, I'll follow him later, I'll keep his commands later. And we never get around to keeping the commands of God. Now we are to hold that beautiful tension that while he could come back at any time, he has not come back yet. In the time between Jesus' first advent and his second, we are called to remember. Remember to keep his commands. Keep his commands now in our homes. Husbands, we are called now, now, to love our wives as Christ loved the church. We heard that put so beautifully in this, this last Sunday. Husbands love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's not for the future. That is for now we keep the commands of God. Wives, we are called now to properly submit to our husbands as to the Lord. Now, not later, now. 
live that command of God. Children, you are called right now to obey your parents. Not put it off till later, not till when you get bigger, right now. You're called to, to honor God by honoring your parents. We're called to keep God's commands now in our church. Uh, this coming Lord's Day, we're going to uh, ordain and install new office bearers. We're so thankful to God that He gives us men who are qualified and willing to serve. And as congregation, we have to keep God's commands now and give them due deference because of their office. We give respect to the elders. We listen to them because of the office God's called them to. We, we provide for the deacons because of the office God's called them to. And when the Word of God is opened, we keep God's commandments by, by faithfully attending and then, and then applying that Word in our lives. God, as He continues to be faithful in this coming year, will allow us over a hundred times to hear His Word publicly proclaimed from this pulpit. And He calls us to be here every one of those times to remember, to keep His commands, to be reminded of who He is, why it is we obey, what He has done for us, to be reminded of the gospel and the glory of Jesus Christ. We are called to obey now in our homes, in our church. We're called to do so in our labor, in our recreation, every part of our life, to recognize Christ's kingship, His rule over us, and remember to follow Him. And then, then Moses says in verse 10, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I have commanded you today. He says, for the third time, don't forget to keep the commands. You're going to go into the land that's in your future. And when you go, God is going to bless you and he is going to provide for you. And he says, be careful, be careful that you do not forget. Verse 12, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses to live in, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will be lifted up. That means proud, kids. Your heart will be lifted up and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. God would bless them. He would bless them abundantly. And he says, when that happens, you will be tempted to forget. To forget how you got here. He would bless them in the future, and so he warns them for the future. Don't forget to keep my commands. And that's exactly what Israel did when God brought them into a land of prosperity and God gave them everything he had promised. They would forget the Lord their God. They would forget to keep his commandments. And we are not so unlike Israel. We do not know what this next year has in store for us. Perhaps it will be a year of difficulty, of trial. Perhaps it will be a year of abundant blessing from our God. He knows what he has in mind for us. If it is the latter, that God in this coming year chooses to bless us abundantly, multiply our blessings in every way possible, do not forget. Do not forget the Lord your God. Do not forget to keep His commands. 
It is he that has, that has given you this blessing. In fact, he says that, verse 17. Beware, lest, when, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers. Even the ability we have to provide for our families, to provide for ourselves, to pay the rent, to buy the food, to pay tuition, whatever it might be. The abilities we have are a gift from God as well. It is so easy to, to take the credit ourselves. And as it is physically, so it is spiritually. It's so easy for us to, to enter into the new year with a greater sense of devotion to God, and that's a good thing. Many times at the beginning of a new year, we say, you know, in this coming year, I am going to be more devoted to God. I'm going to spend more time in prayer, more time in His Word, more faithful at worship, and we somehow think we can do all these things in our own strength. Our prayer should be, God, help me to be more faithful in prayer, more faithful in worship, more faithful in Your Word. Because if we try to do it in our own strength, we will absolutely fail. God says, I give you the ability. So our prayer is, Lord, increase in me the desire for these things. And give me a greater, uh, a greater devotion, a greater sense of, of, of assurance. I must do these things. And that will be evidence of your work in me. Don't enter the new year with a bunch of resolutions you hope to accomplish on your own. The Lord your God will lead you into the future. And he is the one. Who gives you the ability to provide for the spiritual needs you have as well as the physical needs that you have? He gives us the ability and the desire that we might be closer to Him. Moses ends this section about remembering God's commandments by, by giving them a warning. Verse 19. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. It is no small thing to forget to keep God's commandments. It is no small thing to live a life of disobedience, forgetting that we owe God everything. He says in verse 20, like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. When we forget, and we forget to keep God's commandments as a, as a way of honoring Him for what He has done, when we forget our end is like the nations, we end up perishing. As we prepare to enter this new year, once again we turn to God and ask that He might give us His strength, His guidance, His wisdom. He might give us His spirit to enter this new year because of ourselves we would fail. We're reminded once again tonight that Jesus Christ is, is the one who calls us to put our faith, our hope, our trust in Him as we enter the new year. If we try to go into it alone, without remembering God, without needing God, without following His commands, we will perish like the nations. So once again tonight, God is so gracious, He is so merciful that once again the call of the gospel goes out. If you have not in the past, in the year 2021, or any part of your life, embraced Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, do not enter the new year without recognizing your need for Him. 
put your trust in him. Enter into 2022 with a great sense of who your God is, the one who has been faithful in the past, even faithful enough to discipline us, the one who's caring for us right now in the present, and the one who for the future holds all things perfectly that we might continue to live by his grace day by day. Let us all remember to keep God's commandments. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we do thank you and we praise you for your holy word, a word that was written so many years ago to instruct your people Israel at a time of transition for them. But that word that was for them is just as applicable for us today in our time of transition from one year to the next. Lord our God, we could spend all evening recalling your faithfulness, the many things you have done to care for us this past year and throughout our lives. We praise you for that. We thank you, O oh God, for your ongoing care for us day by day. We praise you, and Lord God, help us to respond with loving obedience to you. And thank you for the assurance. Thank you for the hope you give us for the future. Because for all who put their trust in you, our life will go forward into eternity, where we will spend that time forever giving you praise. Lord God, hear our prayer. For Jesus' sake, amen.